0: Welcome to the Brain Trust Driving Change podcast. I'm your host Jeff Bloomfield. Whether you're a leader, a coach, a salesperson or even a parent, this podcast focuses on how to leverage the science of decision making to help you become a more impactful communicator and a driving force for change. Well, welcome back to the Driving Change podcast. I'm your host Jeff Bloomfield. I'm excited about today's guest because uh, Larry Kaufman is someone that I've just gotten to know recently, and uh, he not only shares a lot of our philosophy and my personal philosophy, but he he likes to teach others how to leverage his superpower that he's been able to fine tune. Now, Larry is best-selling author of a book called The NCG Factor: A Formula for Building Life-Changing Relationships from College to Retirement. Now, I know personally, first-handed, first first-handedly, first-handed that he's a connector. A giver, a rainmaker, Um, he really does care about helping other people succeed. He's currently a senior level sales and operations leader uh, in the the Midwest region for Jefferson Wells, but he's also a globally published speaker and trainer on LinkedIn, and he's been that way for more than a decade. He's an investor, an advisor, local tech companies in the Chicago area, and also another big area that I love is he's he's on the board of Holiday Heroes, which is a charity in the Chicago area that helps kids who are hospitalized get some sense of normalcy. Larry lives, in, as I mentioned, in a Chicago suburb with his wife and his two beautiful children. And Larry's going to add a ton of value to you today. Larry, welcome to the Driving Change podcast.
1: Jeff, thanks for having me. Just great to be here. I appreciate such a Fantastic introduction.
0: Now, Larry, before we jump into the voodoo that you do so well, as they say back in the day, I'd be remiss if we don't allow, because I'm excited to get right into the stuff with you, but I, I'd be remiss if we don't allow our guests to get to know you a little bit better. So everyone who listens to our show knows we always take our guests back. Take us back to the origin story of Larry Kaufman and and, and how did you become who you are today and who had that influence on on who you are as this kind of just generous, compassionate, giving guy that you are today?
1: Well, I I appreciate that. I, I want to say I was born that way, but I think I was molded over the years. And I think if I go back in time, you know, we always have to go back and somehow maybe incorporate a family member. So I'll have to give some some credit to my father who who passed about eight years ago, but you know, he was a very successful entrepreneur and salesperson. And so I I really liked his enthusiasm uh, for winning and just being a good person and, and really doing well in his career. And so he was always competitive. So there's a competitive nature to me. And so from there though, if you fast forward a little bit more, maybe, uh, maybe 15 years ago in, in my career, honestly, that's when I became that giver connector. I know it sounds crazy that it was, wasn't 30 years ago. It was 15 years ago. And so it was from an attorney, a partner at a law firm today. And he was an aspiring partner at the time. And just, you know, at the end of our first meeting, when I was in a similar capacity to where I'm at today at a competing firm, he said, Larry, I'm going to introduce you to two people you don't know. And I thought that was the weirdest thing in the world. I thought, why are you going to do that, Brian? And, and he just said, I think it, it enhances your network and it makes me feel good. I can introduce you to new people. And it doesn't mean there are going to be great people, perfect people for me. I think what I've done is perfected that ability to make it more of a precise connection or introduction, something that I just did for you and something you just did for me when we recently met, right? So very precise, specific, but it was good to see that. And that's what opened the door for me to be more of a connector and a giver.
0: Well, here's the thing: I love because Brain Trust and our clients know this is we we really try to take the things that are being done either unintentionally or accidentally and make them intentional. And you really have done that with this concept of networking, and networking has been a little bit almost cliche now as a term in our in our voc- vocabulary and vernacular. But you've taken it to an entirely different level. So your book, the NCG Factor. So what what does NCG stand for? I bet some people can already guess, but um, just give us the definition here.
1: That's that's a great question. So N is networking, C is connecting, and G is giving. So when you put it all together, it it creates that NCG factor, that formula for building these life-changing relationships.
0: Now, you mentioned in your book, and I thought this was fascinating, so there's kind of a standard definition, right, of networking, but then there's the Larry Kaufman definition that's a little bit different. It's like networking standard definition on steroids. So can you explain the difference and how you view it versus how maybe it's traditionally viewed?
1: Yeah, and that's, that's really a great observation. So if you take it back to networking I, mean, I think most people view networking as sort of a social exchange right so you go to an event you know you're trying to grab all the business cards right or you and i talk for the first time and it's just a it's a social exchange of information it, it's not necessarily you know building a relationship and so i see it more informal right and And so I thought if you incorporate networking, connecting, and giving the NCG factor and change the definition of networking to be more like when I met you, even though it's virtual because we're in this new world, right? But I meet you virtually, but I'm getting to know you. I'm getting to know you about your family, about your business, the types of people you'd like to know that are good to grow your business. Or it may be more on a personal level with a family member. And even though I'm just meeting you, NCG incorporated into the new networking definition is more of you know a, a giving, a connecting, building a relationship, not just, hey, let me get your card and let's keep in touch. And I think people are too more too too surface level with their interactions, even at an event. Or even in a one-to-one networking live or virtual meeting, it's it's high level. And I like to take it a bit deeper and get to know people. And personally and professionally, I think too many jump right to the business. So, Jeff, what do you do? Tell me about your business. What kind of clients do you like to meet? Great. And, and, you know, Jeff, tell me about yourself. And how are you surviving, you know, post-pandemic, during the pandemic? And so I changed that whole networking definition through NCG
0: yeah, and I love that because I think that the the definition of networking, most people would would give it these the, the, the traditional, right? The standard view, which is almost a, a transactional, episodic moment event versus what you've done which is taking it into this relational intentional long term process and very much more from the from the head to the heart and how you approach it and I think that's honestly that's what how we're all wired but I think we also feel the the pressure and stress in those moments of of making it more transactional and episodic but that's really about us isn't it and your and your book is really showing about how to do things for things that are mutually beneficial. So ultimately, you know, ultimately, why did you end up saying, because you you kind of figured out this formulas factor. And then one day you decided, Hey, well, I should probably write a book. So why did you write the book?
1: So, and that's a great question, Jeff, because I, I think I have seen a lot of that transactional networking and I felt there was a better way to do it. And honestly, I was going to write the book just to help college kids. You know, I, I thought about, you know, that's why I wrote the book from college to retirement. I thought back to when I was in college, I wasn't a networker. I wasn't a giver. I wasn't philanthropic. And I thought, well, hell will just help the college kids. And then I, then I would meet people early career, mid career, later career, retiring. And they, a lot of them were transactional. They weren't doing it the right way. They weren't giving, they weren't connectors and, and they didn't get the whole networking with NCG concept. So I felt I need to write the book, but I have to tell you, I was talking about it for a long time and there was a force behind me in my family that said, Larry, stop talking about it. Let's do it. It was my wife. So it's always good to give credit to your better half. So I'm giving credit to my wife, you know, Charmaine because she encouraged me to write the book said, Larry, you're making investments with our money in these startups. And we never realize anything from that. So how about we invest in you? Write the book and stop talking about it. So I have to give credit to my wife for pushing me in that direction.
0: She yoded you. There is no try, only do, right? She 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 got you she got you moving. That's she good. She did yoda me. Well let let's let's jump into some of the concepts because I found them uh really fascinating. And yet they're common sense, but they're certainly not common practice. That's the way when I was reading your book, I felt like, man, he's done a really nice job of taking concepts that I knew that I know, but I just didn't put them in this order and think about them through this lens. And the first one that struck me was this concept of takers never win. And then we know that intuitively, right? Yeah. If you're a taker, you're just ultimately, you're going to end up feeling unfulfilled and you're going to end up not being somebody that people want to be around personally or professionally. But you took that and you started to identify and almost quantify and define the different types of takers. Can you give us some insight into, into what you discovered there and, and how you define the different types of takers?
1: Maybe just to make it easy, I, I think you talk to a lot of people and you go, you know, hey, I like helping others. I like being a giver. And um, I'm giving business to Jeff all the time, but Jeff never sends anything my way. And, and then the assumption is Jeff is a taker. And I think sometimes you have to take a step back and determine, is Jeff a true taker? Sometimes, like the services you provide, maybe you do such a good job to the referrals I provide to you that that's your give back. You don't have to make any connections or introductions to me, that that's your give back. So some may say, well, he's a taker. He's not making any referrals back to you. But no, I, I needed a service for my clients. He crushed it. They love what he's done. And that made me look really good. And so... Then you have to say, okay, maybe Jeff's not a taker. He's been giving in that way with the solutions and services he provides. Now, there are other people who truly are, they're real takers. They're hardcore takers. And you could make introductions. You could help them. You could help their family. You can give them a million dollars. They will not be grateful. There will be no kind of reciprocation, even with gratitude. And I think you have to break that down understand who those people are. But then there's other people that you can convert from takers, and so I do give an example of an attorney in my book, and you know a great guy, and and I, actually I sent him a lot of referrals, and and he was very good to those those companies. But I I know that he knew people I should know for my business when I was in public accounting, and I thought it'd be nice to see could he make referrals. So sometimes you have to make. Make people aware of how to help you, and so I I leverage LinkedIn. You know, I've been speaking on LinkedIn for a long time. It's there's a chapter about it in the book. LinkedIn's a great way to help those folks you think that are takers to become givers and connectors. So I I went into his network and I looked at people that would would be decision makers, potential buyers for my accounting services, and I picked out about ten people. In Chicago. And I, I took this partner at the law firm out to lunch and we had a great conversation. He loved me because I gave him a lot of referrals that became clients. And I said, Hey, you know what? You got a great network. Can I talk to you about some people you know? I was just doing some research. He said, Sure. And I threw out the 10 names. I said, You know, these people said, I know them all very well. I said, Could you introduce me to those people? He said, Sure. I said, What if I wrote an introduction about myself? It would make it easy for you to send to all those 10 people. He said, sure. Within a week's time, he introduced me to all 10. And guess what? One of those 10 became a client. So would that have ever happened if I didn't take the time to help him to help me? And so he was a connector. He just needed the help to be a connector. And so I think you have to decipher, you know, that chapter the idea is to help decipher For yourself and your network, those people you think are perceived takers, maybe they're not.
0: Well, and as I was thinking about it, you know, the concept of, okay, networking is connecting and, and plus giving and the idea that we're wired for self-preservation, right? The human condition, unfortunately, is set up default button. The default lever is self-preservation. And sometimes, depending on the stress you're under, maybe it's a, a networking situation because you've been out of work for six months. So the pre- every week that goes by, the pressure's higher. And so it, it produces, literally produces cortisol in your brain to where you, you feel this need to go and you inadvertently are taking and taking and taking and not realizing it because it's out of self-preservation. And With the way you wrote that chapter, it really was great for me from a self-reflective standpoint you had the innocent taker the default taker and then the true taker right and i looked at it and said boy there's been time I don't, I don't think i'm ever my heart's not to be a true taker but i bet you there's been times in my life on on a continuum where i've been an innocent taker or a default taker and based on the circumstance i was in and didn't even realize it and needed somebody like you to come in and help almost guide me into how to be a better giver in that moment is that is that fair for many of us that we're on this continuum
1: Perfect, Jeff, because, you know, when we went through this time where so many were unemployed and it's it's improving, but I have to tell you, I talk to people every week and I help people in transition every week, sometimes daily, but I think there are a lot of those innocent default takers based upon their circumstance and being in transition is one where, I talk to people and I have an hour conversation and sometimes I intervene. Sometimes I don't, but they show up and throw up and it's ask, ask, ask. And, you know, I've got five words I use in my book that I I talk about. that are powerful. How can I help you? And I purposely ask those innocent or default takers three or four times. Well, how can I help you? And I'll offer up ways I'll help them. And I keep saying it and I wait And there is nothing at the end of that hour. There's, well, Larry, how can I help you? Nothing, because they are so caught up in their situation that they're not thinking about anyone else but themselves. And that's why I wrote the book as well. So you could have that self-reflection, that self-awareness to make that shift and change.
0: Well, and I know we use... All these euphemisms out there. It is better to give than receive, and we we grow up around all these phrases and these euphemisms. The reality is, it's true, right? And yet we get so bogged down in our own pursuits and our own activities and our own goals and objectives, and they're they're noble and they're important. And we all have jobs to do, and we're trying to do those things. But we can get on that wheel, and and that wheel. And this is back to what I said when I opened the show is we can become accidentally unintentional at being a taker (laughs) instead of being really purposefully and intentionally a giver, knowing that that model is just set up to that we reap what we sow in life, period, right? That's a biblical truth. It's a truth that spans no matter what your belief system is. And I think what you've done such a great job here is, is creating an intentional roadmap for people to know how to do this effectively, not for your own gain, but because it's ultimately going to serve other people better, which will ultimately serve you. And I love that, that principle. Now I'm going to get into the LinkedIn specific stuff in a minute, but you talk a lot about inner and outer circles. I want to jump into that topic for just a little bit. So how do you define those two? And and then what's the value to someone who wants to be really good at this NCG factor?
1: Thank you. And another good question, because to define our network and the level of relationship we have is so important to really live this NCG life and and implement the NCG factor in your life. And so you have an inner circle. Your inner circle is really those people that are are closest to you when you have that situation where you need help, right? You're trying to find a job. You're trying to get funding for your business. You're trying to help a child, whatever it is, personal, professional, professional what's your inner circle? Is it three people, five people, 10, 20? Is it one? But who are those people? So I think it's really important today at any stage in your life, whether you're going to college or you're towards retirement, who are those go-tos? When something comes up, you got to have the go-tos. Well, I know there's five people I could ask almost anything. Now that's the inner circle. So define it. The outer circle, it's the next layer of connections. Like Jeff, you and I are newer to each other's, you know, network of network of relationships, but I I'd say, okay, uh, do I put Jeff in my outer circle? I think I'm, I've kind of put you more towards the inner. I hope you're not offended by that, but I'm putting you more in the inner circle because you're, you're kind of that NCG guy, you get it. And you've already made a very powerful connection for me. That means a lot. So you know, I made the bump someone from the inner circle that wasn't doing their job, and I made room for you.
0: <laughs> nice. I love it. Uh, well, and there's the other subject here that I want to get into around this inner and outer circles. It really kind of comes down to, how you think about NCG, not just professionally, but you also get into how you make it as part of just who you are, as you're part of your personal life as well. How do you encourage people to think about the NCG factor, not just professionally, but also personally? What What's the play there?
1: Well, you know, I I know that uh, we all have family, we have friends, we have neighbors, and we hear things, you know, at a party or just a gathering, or the word gets around my family, everyone knows. <laughs> Larry's very networked if so needs a job or something for your charity, or you're trying to find a doctor or a plumber or whatever it is, you know, I'm that indispensable person to go to. And so I think what's important on the, on the personal side NCG is to have an, an, you know, an open air, you know, to be a a really good active listener when you're at a party or with family. Oh, you know um, you know, Mary's trying to, you know, get an internship and Mary's my niece maybe. And, you know, well, how's it going? Uh, it's, it's really tough. Well, most of us just go, well, I, I hope things work out. Right. I hope, <laughs> good I hope luck. Mary finds an internship. Whereas Larry will say, you know what, just, you know, let, let me and Mary get connected, talk a little bit about what's going on. I'll coach her through it and and I'll make some introductions to help her get an internship. Would that be good? oh my God, you know, and I, I have a sibling, I won't say who, and they were having trouble with uh, unemployment and getting a check. And I said, you know, I got a contact over there, you know, cause I know a lot of people, you know, and I reached out and he got his check, you know? And so did I have to do anything when I heard there was some issues? I could have said, Hey, I hope you get that money. I went the extra mile. Yeah, and I, I took the extra step, and that was more personal. That was a
0: family member. So what what Larry's talking about for the audience listening there is after after our first meeting together, I felt like, and we joked about at the end. I'm like, I feel like I got a guy now. You know, you, you say I got a guy, and you, you, I got a guy in Chicago now. If I need anything, just about on any subject, doesn't matter if it's personal, or professional, I can reach out to Larry because you just heard him say I'm on his inner circle now. I got a guy in Chicago, and I think, but but what you're getting at though, it's so hard sometimes for people. Like, t- tell me sometimes you're just wired this way but you said you weren't wired this way that you evolved into this because so many of us don't think about how much we can give to somebody else in any given day week or month and you just kind of do it naturally without the real expectation in the moment that that might immediately return dividends to you you just have learned over the over time that the, you know the, the the universe if you will tends to come back to benefit you by being that kind of a giver. Is that, how'd you evolve into that? Was it accident or just practice or just part of who your DNA is Is you've always kind of been kind. You're just kind of being a little, a little humble around that you weren't an NCG person early on. You know what? I think what
1: happened, it, it, it did come over time because I think what happened was that partner, that attorney that I met years ago that made those connections. I thought that was kind of cool. And then, I started to want to do it right. But then when other people would help me or make introductions or when I I needed a favor and people were helping me without expecting things in return, I think light bulbs are going off and then I got immersed in LinkedIn and saw, wow, I could, I could find people that know people when people have a need. And I use that to be a better connector. And then it all started to kind of come together where I, I realized There's so much power. And when, when I would make an introduction to someone and they'd come back and go, Larry, that was stellar. Like what a great introduction because of that, I got a new client or, or when I helped someone's child get a job, like, Oh my God, like I just parted the sea, you know, it was just, it was great. And when I decided that I could be that guy, right. That you got that guy, And that I could be that indispensable resource. Like I said, I'm competitive and, you know, I'm really competitive. And, you know, a lot of my career has been operations and sales. When I make connections and people get jobs or funding or I help their charity or do something, it's like a sale. It's weird. I know it sounds weird, but it's like I'm making sales all the time. And even though nothing may be coming back to me, emotionally, it's coming back to me. And so I, this has just been a building. And then I, I put it all together. This is powerful. How do I share this with people, but, you know, is real life and, and and give people that roadmap, like you said. And so you could self-reflect. And so many people tell me they read the book. They're like, wow, I stink. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have just, I've been a taker, you know, and, and maybe I didn't realize it, but Wow and I have people changing the way they do things and and I have like executives big time executives have read the book and and they're pinging me to say "Hey Larry, I just made a connection today and I never would have done that. I want to let you know." I'm like, "Wow, that's that's great." So it's it's very exciting for me.
0: Well, and it falls into line with everything we believe is that you know at the end of the day You can pursue success in life and never find significance. But if you pursue significance, you almost always find success. And the number one way to find significance is to do for others. And, and this falls just such perfectly in alignment with that mindset. Yes, of course, you're going to get something in return. Yes, of course. But that's just simply because other humans want to help other humans who have helped them. It just It's just human nature, right, to, to do that. And so I think it, it, that's what I loved about you. I loved about the book and the principles behind it. Now, from a practicality standpoint, first of all, we'll tell people how to get all of your information here at the end. But at the end of the book, you have an action list. You have an NCG action list. Can you give us a few of those? There's 10 of them. We don't have to go through all 10. They kind of build on each other. If you could kind of give some key tips on how to do this practically now for those listening.
1: Well, you know, one thing I, and and thank you very much. You know, one thing I, I mentioned in that action list is to self-reflect, which you've mentioned. And so, you know, we have a legacy, you know, we have a living legacy and then when we're gone, what does that look like? Right? So what are they going to say about you? I feel pretty, pretty good about the eulogy. It's going to go well, but I also have a book, you know, that's a part of my legacy. So I leave that behind, but today we have a chance to impact that living legacy. So it's a good time to self-reflect when, when reading that book. I also said to set an NCG goal and you know, a lot of us set goals. I know Jeff, you've, you've got businesses. And so you've set financial goals, right? We, we set a lot of different goals. We set like fitness goals. You know, I like working out. So, you know, I want to look like this or get down to this weight. We set all types of goals, but how about a goal and how to help, how to help other people. So my, my goal is to help someone in transition every week. And I continue to blow that goal away because people are flooding to me all the time and I love it. And I, when I present to a group of a hundred people in transition, you know, I'm, I'm covered for my goal, right. You know, almost two years. So setting that, that goal on how to help other people, uh, building your inner and outer circle, you know, and really defining it. That's, that's another action item, hang it forward, you know, just, so if, if you read the book or even just heard this podcast today, you go, oh, my God, wow, this has really helped. I got to tell other people, right? And and the other thing is to ask, how can I help you? So every day, just make that a part of your day. You, I don't care you know, if it just has to be your spouse or significant other. How can I help you? Because <laughs> you forgot to ask someone else during the course of your day. Make sure you ask it every
0: day. Yeah, and I think that's such a simple one, and it stuck with me even after our first meeting. And by the way, for those listening, um, not, let me show you how this, how well his methodology works, the NCG factor works. Larry was introduced to me by someone who I was just introduced to, and after one meeting at the end of it, uh, thank you, Casey, by the way, if you're listening, uh, she said, I need you to meet someone that I think that you really have a great connection with, uh, and she immediately introduced me to Larry. So, and and she was a big proponent of the work you've done because she had seen such power in her own life, both personally and professionally. And so, and this this works, but it works only if you're intentional about it and you do the self reflection. It's really helped me for the audience listening. It's really helped me think differently about every interaction I have through the day. Because I, I I might approach things from a taker mentality if I'm not careful. That might be my default setting. And so I got to go into those relationships, those engagements, thinking, how can I help this person uh, first? How, how do I do that? And it's tough, because if you're not wired that way naturally, you got to be intentional about it. So uh, I want to say thanks to you for writing the book and for for giving folks like me a roadmap for it, because otherwise we're just out there winging it.
1: <laughs> you're, you're right. And thank you, Casey, too. You're right. And she read the book, but I, I know Casey was a giver and a connector before, but she saw that roadmap. So I mean, look, you know, Ronald Reagan uh, you know, has a quote out there, I'm not gonna say it perfectly, but you know, you can't help everyone, but everyone could help someone, right? Yeah. So if you just, you know, live your life thinking that you can feel good when you go to sleep at night. I feel great yeah. when I go to sleep at night.
0: That's awesome. Well, here's the thing. I don't want to give too much away on the the book because there's so much good stuff in there. We've already given a lot of it away, but I I want the folks to be able to know where to go to learn more about uh, how to find more about you, book you as a speaker, learn more about the book and the concepts. Where can they go to learn more?
1: So one great place is Amazon where you'll find the NCG factor and Larry Kaufman. And I do like to joke, there is an international chess champion same name spelled the same way k a u f m a n you can buy his books if you like chess but make sure to grab the ncg factor too and then my my web, my website has some of you know my information as well kaufman-larry.com and then go on linkedin and find me on linkedin i'm in all caps. i'm in chicago larry kaufman that should keep you pretty busy
0: that's great, and Larry, you are a chess master. It's just that your chessboard is the world, and your chess pieces are people. So let me just close with that, right? You, wow. you know how to you know how to move the pieces around the board in a way that's beneficial to the entire chessboard. How's that?
1: that? That is good. That is, I like that. Thank you.
0: Well, for those uh, who are listening on a different platform than our website, you can also go to the website uh, for the, where the podcast is, the landing page. All of these links will be in there as well. You can learn more about Larry. Click through to his website, buy his book from those links as well. Larry, this has been great. Thank you very much for being a guest on the Driving Change Podcast. You are welcome back anytime. Uh, and I just demonstrated how I can help you by making sure our audience know knows how to get in touch with you. So how'd I do?
1: You did fantastic. You are a master. You're one of my new (laughs) NCG masters. Thank you, Jeff.
0: Love it. Well, thanks again, buddy. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and
1: sales can be challenging.